0: This is going anywhere between ten and and um, you know fifteen thousand dollars S R P on it. I think was eight thousand, but the the secondary mark and This this is a really really rare bottle.
1: And, Wait, so you sent me a fucking gift for that's worth fifteen twenty thousand dollars? Is that what you're trying to tell?
0: Uh, me?
2: The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by the Beeline. Michter's, and 291 Colorado whiskey. Hey,
0: everybody. Welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. Got a great episode for you today. The one, the only, ludicrous Ludo in the house. We talk about his career, about his love for whiskey and spirits, and you'll be amazed how he drinks his spirits. It was uh, quite the conversation, but I'm not going to spoil it too much here. I do want to say a big thanks to Fawn Weaver of Uncle Nearest for making the connection here with ludicrous also my producer is out this week battling the coronavirus and while she's over the hump i want to send her my thoughts and prayers so pamela fur get better and um please don't make fun of me too much for my production attempt this week and if you want you can clean it up later and we'll re-upload it (laughs) but seriously pamela get to feeling better we miss you and i hope i hope you get to feeling better also, a little bit of news for you. Uh, my festival, the Repeal Day Expo, is this Saturday, December 5th. So get your tickets now. go to repealdayexpo.com. That's repealdayexpo.com. Uh, past podcast guests, uh, Chase Rice, Lindsey L, and Sean James will be performing. And we will have a boatload of educational materials. We'll be talking, uh, we'll have panels on on the stage. Uh, and you get to build your own avatar and walk around in a world and drink bourbon and gin and mezcal with people. It's going to be grand. So that's going to do it for my intro this week. Please enjoy the interview with the one, the only, the great, ludicrous. But first, a word from our sponsors.
2: At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, Each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Mictor's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Mictor's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Imagine this, an experience centered around five Kentucky bourbon trail craft tour distilleries in northern Kentucky, the gateway to Kentucky bourbon. Add five amazing bourbon-centric bars and five delicious bourbon-focused restaurants, cultivating the freshest takes and culinary delights, and you are on the beeline. Start your trip today at findyoursippingpoint.com.
0: And joining the Fred Minnick show on the Beeline Hotline, go to findyoursippingpoint.com to check out the bourbon bars in northern Kentucky, is the one, the only, the great, the multi-award winning Ludicrous. How you doing, sir?
1: I'm feeling good today, my man. I mean, I got a bunch of free whiskey sent by you, so how the hell could I not feel good right now? You understand <laughs> what I'm telling you? This is the uh- best quarantine ever when you have whiskeys like these literally in front of you and when good friends and good individuals that you trust and know about rare things that you've never tried, those are the days that we live for, for all of the people watching. That's what I'm about. I love it.
0: I love it. And, and to that point, uh, a mutual friend connected us. And that is uh Fawn Weaver uh, who owns Un- uncle nearest and want to make sure we both like give a shout out to her for, for this connection. Cause she knows you, you love whiskey and, you know, I'm a big fan of Uncle Nearest, but I know you're friends with Fawn.
1: Man, listen, Fawn is probably one of the greatest human beings with two feet on Earth. Um, and I've only known her for probably about a year now, and I'm just here to let you know. I mean, I, I aspire to grow up to be like Fawn Weaver. I mean, I'm not just saying that. I, I, I really appreciate her, how how like her diligence, her passion, her thoughtfulness, mm-hmm. her intelligence, her strategy. You know what I mean? Her her alliances, her integrity. I don't want to go too far, but listen, she's the she's the best person in the world, man.
0: She's definitely a role model for, uh, for for a lot of us, and you know, especially in the spirits industry, she's been shaking it up, and uh, really is. Uh, she's become a friend, a, a really good friend, and it, you know, it's exciting to see what she's done with Uncle Nearest as well. And it, there's it's. Probably the fastest growing brand I have ever witnessed in my career. It's amazing,
1: and I love that. And when you hear the story about Uncle Nearest himself and all of the things that people did not know about, it's it's like history, man. It's it's a it's history that tried to get get got swept under the rug, and now it's coming to light. So it makes it even more exciting. And when you taste that whiskey, you feel like you're tasting a part of history, man. Part of That's history right. that was untold until recently. So. You know she's doing a great job of uncovering all of that, and I appreciate her for that.
0: And so she knew you were you were a, a spirits fan, and you've had you you've done a little uh, playing around with spirits yourself with some cognac. You've done some blending and so forth. It's uh, take me through your normal tasting process. How how are you, how do you normally taste your spirits?
1: Man, I'm blessed enough to like you said. I was in cognac, France. Man, I've been in Julesco, um, Mexico, tequila. Um, I've been to Russia and explored the vodkas there, um, you know, in Poland. Uh, I have been to, you know, um, Ireland and checked out the whiskeys there. I've been in Scotland. Scotland. I've been in the Highlands. Um, I've been to Kentucky. I've been to Tennessee, man. I'm so blessed. And to answer your question, man, it just depends on the exact spirit. You know, you go through the au de when it comes to the cognacs and you taste all these different aged, you know, um, processes that are in oak barrels, which we all know and love so much, and then different climates that you're in all have uh, a lot to do with how certain things taste and if it's cherry casks or how it's, pro- you know, how things are, are done. And the whole process is just a passion of mine and loving and understanding you know, how dark the liquor can get or how dope, dark the whiskey or dark the cognac because of how long it's aged and comparing and contrast and, you know, whiskey with an E and whiskey with a EY. I mean, E-Y is whiskey with a Y. I'm just fascinated with the entire process. So hopefully that lets all the people that's watching right now understand, I do this shit, man. That's what I do.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I sent you, I'll go over some of the things that I sent you and kind of get you, you know, get you a feel for what what we have here. This is, hell yeah! I'm gonna take uh, a
1: bite of some some chili just so I have some food on my stomach before I start tasting all these goddamn at- whiskeys. <laughs> but I'm gonna let you do what you do.
0: <laughs> so we have we have a, a vintage Eagle Rare. Uh, this is this would have been distilled in the in the '60s, and is uh is a ten year old. It's, this is coming from a, uh, a, a distillery that we now know as Four Roses. And this is one of the best uh, one of the best bourbons that you can find that are from long ago. right? Uh, I sent you some, uh, some 291. I've got you, you have a different bottle than me, but this is a 291. Uh, it's that big one right in front of you there. Uh, yeah 291 Colorado bourbon whiskey. so a lot of people think bourbon can only be made in Kentucky, right. but it can in fact be made anywhere in the United States. Yes sir. I sent you a, a new kind of a relatively new spirit on the market owned by a company called Heaven Hill called Larceny. It's been out since I 2010. Yes, uh, this sir. is their this is their barrel proof. I like it. Catoctin Creek which is this is a this is a maple syrup barrel and i'll be honest with you uh this is not a common one but this is a rye coming out of virginia got it and then the beast the hardest to get uh one of only like i think we've only got there's less than 300 bottles um of this release and this is the Michter's sour mash this is a blend uh, this is going anywhere between ten and and um you know fifteen thousand dollars an SRP on it I think was eight thousand but the the secondary market these this is a really really rare bottle and, wait so you
1: sent me a fucking gift for that's worth fifteen twenty thousand dollars? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Uh,
0: right I, I did. Or actually wow. the the distillery did. Um they this is a this right here is is one of the greatest you know American whiskeys. The sour mash, you know, year yeah, yeah. in year out when it comes out, it's it's fantastic. So if you're ready, if you're ready to get into it, I'm I'm ready to jump into it as well. Uh, but here's the thing: when it comes to tasting, it's all about the mood, and you're pounding some chili down. So oh yeah. I got I to gotta start you off on the on the right foot here. Like, is, is the chili tasting all right? Are you getting like some, some spice? Are you in the mood for spice? Are you in the mood yeah, to sweet? That's what I'm trying to do.
1: I'd say give me five minutes or so. We can we can talk about some other things, and then, and then we'll get straight into the, right. the whiskey. But
0: well, I'm, I'm going to keep
1: pounding the whiskey down just so I'm good in the game. And I just worked out. So, you know, I want to make sure I got the whiskey for, to help me with recovery from my muscles and mm. also the chili at the same time.
0: So you tell me, so I'll be, you're, I'll be sipping whiskey while you're eating chili. So, so we keep the, uh, you know, the, the glass, my glass doesn't get mad at me over here, but tell me what's okay. your work, what's your workout like? How are you working out during COVID? Cause I can't get to the gym.
1: Man, listen, my workouts, what I've learned over years, man, at least five years. Wait, which one are you starting with? I was joking, by the way, I'm about to start drinking oh. with you. There's no way oh, you're yeah, going to yeah. start drinking without me.
0: All right. Well, I started with the, uh, I'll have to re-pour now. I'm going to start with the uh, the Eagle Rare.
1: Eagle, Eagle Rare, 1970. This is before I was fucking born, man. So mm. thank you for this opportunity. Make sure I I might just drink straight out the damn bottle. This is how this is how we do in the club, man. It's just, <laughs> woo! Smells funny. Yeah, I had remember, Killer
0: Mike on a while back, and he brought out some moonshine. So, you know, I'll give it to you there. Wow. At least you're not busting out some moonshine.
1: That's good, good? man. That's the type of stuff that'll grow hairs on your chest, man, if you don't already have some. This is grown man shit right here. (laughs) Grown. woo. The good thing about that is that I love whiskeys that still have, they linger on the palate and they have a variety of different flavors and you can still taste them seconds and sometimes even minutes after you've taken Mm -hmm. your first sip. That's what that Eagle Rare 1970-10 years all about for me. I love the complexity in that thing,
0: man. And and I'll tell you that this is probably this is one where you talk about spice, like I, it like blows up my my back palate. It's like real spicy yeah. on the back and then a little sweet yep. little sweet on the tip. You know.
1: I agree. You should try eating chili and drinking whiskey one day. It's actually pretty good, man.
0: I I have done it a few times. I'm a big fan of barbecue and whiskey. That's like, oh, I like uh, that too. There you go. You know, I, I'm I'm in Louisville, and our barbecue is not nearly as good as Atlanta, but right. I I love uh, just finding those like holes in the walls in Atlanta and eating some barbecue. Do you have a favorite barbecue spot out there? Because there's so many.
1: Man, listen, I love my city, but when it comes to barbecue, you have Memphis, Tennessee, and you have Kansas City uh Missouri and I'm gonna be honest man, those two places that's true. They know how to do it a little bit better than the rest of us, man. So I have to put my hats off and hands down to those two places.
0: Now I'm i I'm a rendezvous guy uh from Memphis. <laughs> I love some rendezvous. Do you have a favorite Memphis barbecue spot?
1: Man, there's so many so it's hard to choose just one, man. But I I like the rendezvous as well. So I'm not gonna be on I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you, but there are some other ones. Yeah. There's
0: <laughs> that's making some me meat. hungry luda i want some uh barbecue now and I'm, I'm i didn't work out and in fact you could say i'm a little tubby so when i eat the barbecue i get me a couple racks Got so, you. so when you uh when when you look when you look back on your career i mean you started at nine years old really you know how much has changed in the business and how much have you changed do you think
1: Man, I've changed so much and the business has changed so much. I allow myself to mature. You know, yeah. I don't like to hold myself back. I don't like to uh, hustle backwards, as they like to say. And the industry has changed so much, man. Not only going from, obviously, cassette tapes to CDs to <laughs> to MP3s and going through the album phase and then going only to singles phases and back to albums and now to streaming and social media You know, it's good, man. If you don't evolve, you'll evaporate, as they say. So I just love to evolve with the Mm -hmm. industry and love to stay uh, a competitor because that's what keeps us all hungry. You know, not only in competition with the ones that came before me, but now the ones that come after me as well. And it gets harder and harder of a challenge. But anybody knows the mint the manly men, the ones that are always just testosterone filled like myself. It, it, it it's, it's what drives the blood through our veins to continue to compete against all different ages and, and and individuals to try to continue to prove to people where you sit, you know, on the throne and where yeah. you should be in the level of competition in everyone's eyes.
0: You know, it's a, that's, I, I wish more people could, could like, you know, hear that because the amount of work you know, you put into whether it's Fast and Furious or, you know, the multiple uh, albums you put out. I mean, we're coming up on a 20 year anniversary for you. Um, I mean, it's a lot of work. You're not just sitting back and these things are coming to you. You know, you got to work your ass off,
1: man. You have to, especially like you just said, you mentioned something very, very, um, you know, very important that a lot of people don't realize is that. When you some people are able to focus just on one craft, man, and and just like, honestly, that's all they do all day, every day. It becomes even more of a challenge when you're blessed enough to do music and do movies and you kind of have to, you know, juggle your time and energy and passion between the two. And obviously, as you're doing one more, the other one is kind of getting away. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like one of those things where I'm so happy that I'm able to fulfill my curiosity and acting and, and be you know, considered um, uh, an official actor now because of the things and choices that I've made in movies, but it's also hard sometimes to be like, damn, man, I, you know, I could have been working on an album during this time and it's gotten away from me, but I'm happy that I have this movie. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, it's just, it, it's it's complex in, in that yeah. there's a lot going on, you know?
0: And hey, let's be honest, you, you were in the, you know, the greatest movie of the 21st century, in, in, in my opinion, Uh, Crash, you know, that was was the, you know, you played a significant role in that movie. And that's one of those movies that, you know, 50 years from now, people will still be talking
1: about. I agree, man. And that's why I say I'm blessed, man, because obviously there have been a lot of movies. But this one right here, everyone, by the way, who did that movie, all if you look at all the A-list stars, we all took like scale pay. Nobody got paid. We read that script, and everybody was like, I have to be a part of this movie. Mm -hmm. And that's how much we loved it, man. And it's like, we all took stuff on the back end, but up front, we hardly got any money, and it was, like, not a big production because it was independent, and then it later got sold to Lionsgate. But just here to let you know, man, that whole process was just something that everyone believed in, and everybody came together to make a statement. And what's even crazier is that was the same year that Brokeback Mountain was winning all the awards at the you know, up for, for that whole season of award shows. Hmm. So when you if you ever look back and you want to Google the Oscars and uh the actual movie Crash winning the Oscar, we had no idea. If you look on all of our faces that we were going to win that Oscar because we knew that Back Mountain was a shoe in to get it. And so that was probably one of the best experiences ever because it was so surprising that it actually pulled through and won for Best Movie, man. Crazy. That's
0: awesome. And right around that time, Hustle and Flow, also, you know, one of those movies that uh, kind of like, uh, that was, that showed the grind of your profession, you know, in, in in many ways.
1: That's right. And that was at, believe it or not, I think that was around the same time, if not the, yeah, they both got, yeah. Oh, no, no. I mean, it might've been a year apart, because I remember- They were close
0: together. They were close together. Right,
1: right. Yes, they were very close together, and the reason being is because- Terrence Howard was in both of those movies and so I remember him being there. But I definitely remember Three Six Mafia since we're talking about Memphis winning an Oscar for, you know, best song for the, the movie Hustle and Flow. And I couldn't be happier, man. They left the Oscars and went to the club holding their actual Oscar. They went to the club with the Oscar.
0: Did they make it home? Name. Did they make it home with it?
1: They absolutely did, man. And you got to think, you know, you can't think of too many people from the hood that won an Oscar. You got to go show the hood. And that's what happened.
0: That's awesome. Well, as we move to uh, the Catoctin Creek one, this is a maple (laughs) cash finish.
1: This is going to be sweet. Catoctin Creek, you said you poured this on pancakes, huh? Mm hmm. (laughs) Okay, this will be interesting. I always got to make sure.
0: We're, We're jumping. Damn,
1: it smells like syrup. This is
0: crazy we're we're jumping really we're jumping from uh like a historic bourbon to like kind of like a um a change in scenery if you will and styles
1: listen bro i'm definitely making pancakes tomorrow and i'm definitely <laughs> pouring this on there this <laughs> is, is so good but you you have to explain to me the sugar content when it comes to ones that you are more like as you say you compare them to syrup as some of the more aged ones is it that there's more,
0: so like, is there
1: more sugar? Like, what what's going on? Because so, you got people in here trying to stay healthy, but also right. drink their whiskey as well.
0: So, uh, actually, unless you see the word flavored on the on the label, yeah. they, don't, they don't add anything. When they say here, um, you know, finished in a, a single ma- maple syrup barrel, that means the distillers, they bought— barrels uh that had been aging maple syrup and cleaned them out and then put whiskey in it and so there might be a little bit of contact from original maple syrup but it would be very 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 little it's not like they went and dumped maple syrup in there so so it's a it's a it's a whiskey technique that they basically call finishing and it's a little bit you know it's not very defined it's not very regulated and you know it's a little bit of the wild west, and so things like this are are very interesting. But they're all the the regulations on them are very loose. So, but Catoctin Creek is not someone who's going to be while they're finishing it, going over and dumping uh, a bottle of uh, uh, maple syrup in there. Some people would. The whiskey the whiskey business is full of uh, shenanigans.
1: A lot of I can. Shenanigans. I mean, I mean, lo- I like it because I can taste the maple. <laughs> The maple syrup of it being in that cast, man, I love that. So thank you for this experience, bro. Yeah. Crazy thing is, you know, I I was wanting to ask you since I've been to so many different places and I was talking Mm -hmm. about how in different regions of the world they can age things longer. And because of the climate, it may be a little smoother. And sometimes, you know, here I I heard about in Kentucky and obviously in um, Tennessee, since we have seasons that are hotter here as opposed to in the Highlands where it's a little cooler pretty much year round. Yep. The difference between how things can age technically or they age faster and why a lot of people prefer whiskeys that really are strong and, and have that little burn to them as opposed to people who prefer the smoother ones. So I just wanted Mm -hmm. to get your take on that because this is a learning experience for me. So,
0: yeah. So there's a couple things, right? So in American whiskey, the, it kind of revolves around uh, what we call it. You know, the new charred oak barrel, like, so it's new, fresh off the line, it's charred. The, the whiskey goes in it and then it's in a warehouse for eight to 15 years or, or whatever. And in that time, It's it's uh, moving in and out of the barrel every single day. Like you look at this, you know, this is this is a beautiful amber color. But when it when it went into the barrel, it was clear as the water from your tap. And then, you know, meanwhile, in Kentucky or Tennessee or Texas, where they're also making a lot of whiskey, it gets really hot in in the summer and it gets really cold in in the winters. And so that that that's pushing the whiskey in and out of the barrel. Now if you take a look at some other whiskey countries like Canada, Ireland, uh, and Scotland, they're going into used bourbon barrels. So those barrels that they're getting, yeah. have already been worn, you know, so they've already been beaten up a little bit, had a lot of whiskey in them already. So something like Crown Royal, which is, you know, very popular, it's going into used barrels. Um, and something like Johnny Walker going into used barrels, uh, Jameson used barrels, so that's one thing. Uh, another, another thing is that they are also a lot of times those types of like mainstream products that are, you know, that they're just churning out. They are cutting them down to like eighty proof. So what we have tasted here today, the the Eagle Rare was hundred and one proof, uh, yeah. and the Catoctin Creek that one was. Uh-oh, you might be mad at me. This was 118 proof, so this was this was packing <laughs> Listen, some heat.
1: <laughs> let me tell you something. There's there's no way I could be mad at you. Isn't isn't today <laughs> Monday? Today's Monday, right? Uh, yes. Probably. So the good thing is that's the best day to drink. The best day to drink is Monday, right? People always talk about a bad case to the Mondays. You can flip your Mondays right now and start calling it Whiskey, Mo- Whiskey Mondays, and it'll make... Your idea and interpretation and perception of Mondays, it'll feel like a Saturday. That's how I feel. You
0: know, I feel like during COVID, like every day is just kind of like jumbled in like as as, as one day. It's, it's kind of weird. How, how have you been handling all the lockdowns and quarantines and COVID and everything?
1: Well, you got to understand, man, I want to just say first and foremost, man, I have been on the road and doing shows and putting out albums for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. So I can't speak for everybody because I'm sure there are a lot of artists that are pissed off. And yeah, I'm not doing shows right now. They got cut off like everyone else. But luckily, I have been able to kind of like venture off, you know, from one stream of income and me being able to kind of chill and enjoy the home that I have work so hard in order to get during this time frame I am actually you know enjoying myself and able to get a lot of business done even like this work you know virtually and not having to physically move around as much and get on planes trains and automobiles yeah. at such a rate where it's at the speed of need so it's been a great process for me personally of course outside of all the negative and terrible things that are happening in the world yeah
0: you, you obviously you have a family and it, it and I I can uh I've, I've been, I travel a lot too, and I've really enjoyed the time I've had. And, and then when things started to open up again, it was just like the world just started kind of pulling you back into it. And now everyone's yep. locking down again. And it's like, Oh, I'm home for dinner. You know? So it's, uh,
1: Exactly.
0: It is. Hey man, you time. know what? And
1: like you definitely said the right thing, man, I'm a girl dad and I have a lot of girls and, um, you know, it's nothing but women in my house. So I, For one, I'm so glad that I've got to spend a lot of time with them. But at the same time, I'm glad for friends like you for sending me whiskey when times get rough when it's only women in my household. (laughs) And I'm the only pair of balls and testosterone fulfilling it. So these things help, and I appreciate that, man.
0: (laughs) Heck yeah. Well, let's go to the... Let's go to the... um, Larceny. Yeah, I was going to say larceny barrel proof.
1: Larceny barrel proof, ladies and gentlemen, trying to figure out the difference between all of these. Obviously, the first two, you know, I love them, but the the C- catoctin creek, however you pronounce it, it's the maple in that, is very prevalent. So, so
0: here we are. This is uh a larceny barrel proof. This is hundred and twenty-three point two proof. Shit. And this is uh batch A one twenty.
1: A hundred and twenty <laughs> what's the highest proof? What's the highest proof you've ever drank?
0: Off the still? Um it I I've had it like so okay this is straight off the still god at damn. at like a at a like a <laughs> distillery that was doing high proof stuff like like 190.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, bro. Yeah. Just <clears throat> just You just could a probably little bit. start your you could probably start your car with that shit.
0: Yeah, they can make they can make ethanol with with that. Yeah.
1: Got gotcha. you. <laughs> bro, li- listen, man. This is strong. Definitely strong. Even yeah. if you would not have said 121 or whatever you said, bro, I would have tasted it. This is not for the weak. Hey, can you tell everybody that doesn't know that I just learned about, it's always good to have a drop of ice, or I'm sorry, a drop of water when you have really good whiskey because it helps to dissipate something. I, I want to understand this. There's so, something like that. Break it so, down for
0: Yeah, us. so this is, this is a this is a theory uh amongst some it depends on the whiskey you, i i believe in tasting the whiskey first how it's out of the bottle i like this and then and then adding a little water or maybe some ice to see if it changes mm-hmm. um but these are depending on basically this is chemistry and and the water changes the chemistry of of the liquid and it, and if it's co- if you co- if you have ice in there it kind of spreads out like some of the, like the fatty acids and it changes it changes oh. the chemical structure of it and it will wow. hit your palate differently it'll it'll taste right. differently but it's um so it's, it's a, a preference recipe. thing it is it is and gotcha. i and I, I do not i'm not one of those tasters where i believe in saying there's a right way to do it i think there's gotcha. you taste it however you like but if you're gonna if you're gonna pour a ten thousand dollar whiskey with Coke, just ask me to you know let me know so I can leave the room and not have exactly like a, you know. I agree. Yo, I mean, I'm
1: gonna have to agree with you there, bro. I um, I had some. I just went on vacation and I took my uncles. Um, they're in their seventies, man. Because you know I just wanted to hang with them and I brought some of the best Scotch whiskeys that you could possibly imagine. And uh, I mean, I just brought some of the best spirits. Period. But You know, McAllen Estate, and then, you know, that's a new one that I really enjoy. And then the McAllen Rare Cask, and, you know, I really like Balvenie, you know, 21, and Glenn Fittick, I think, 25, and Glenn Livet, 25, as well. A lot of these are scotches, of course. And then some of the peaty ones, you know, like the Lagavulin, how do you pronounce it? Lagavulin. Lagavulin and Brulotic. I believe, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, so I've tasted all of these, and, and I just love the the variety, bro, and, um, you know, when you talk, and then you bring it back to the States, and you think about Uncle Nearest, and how fast the success has been, it's just so amazing to be able to have these choices, man, and every day, you should have a different whiskey, that's how I feel, every day, for all yep. the whiskey lovers on here.
0: By God, you're not wrong, you're not wrong there, so do you have a, do you have a pretty good collection, then? You got a pretty good collection of spirits?
1: I wish I had a good collection. I drink all of them. So there's no, I don't, I don't, I'm not like you. I see what's going on in the background. I'm not able to buy anything and keep it full. And I'm not like my friends who drink the shit and then pour some cheap wickets, cheap shit in there and then make all their friends act like that that's what it really was. And it's on the mantelpiece. I can't do it, man. So I'm going to have to build up a tolerance to actually buying stuff and not drinking it.
0: Well, I'll, uh, I'll take care of you from here on i'll make sure you're, you're you're stocked with some with some good stuff and you know i decided like one of the the w- when you're doing a when you're doing a tasting like this you got to kind of know the flavor profiles and you got to know when you sometime you might have what we call a palate killer not yeah. that the not that the whiskey is uh is is going to is is bad or anything it's just right. that there's a particular flavor that is so strong that you you don't want to taste anything after that like you just want to either keep drinking that or you're like you still taste it so oh the- no i
1: 100% agree with you whenever i choose a whiskey i drink pretty much that same one mm-hmm. the whole the whole day or the whole night but i wanted to ask you what do you feel is the best palate cleanser when drinking whiskeys, if you're going to try different ones within the same time, Frank,
0: absolutely. Great question. Uh, so there's a couple, couple answers that one as like a spirits critic, there's the, there is the, um, I, I have a routine where I'm like, if I'm like being like super analytical, I will, I will eat monster cheese and monster, <laughs> monster cheese is like fatty, you know, and it coats your palate. Uh, yeah. And then I'll, Then I'll have some uh, soda water or mineral water, and then after that I'll add almonds. And the bitterness from the almonds will kind of take what's left from the.
1: Oh my goodness! From that, and then this is the greatest question ever because I'm I'm loving the answer. You don't have to (laughs) email me this just so that I can make sure I remember. I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Yeah. Can you pick which particular cheese you want, or is it Munster cheese? That's the. Oh, it has to be.
0: It has to be Munster because it's not it's just fatty. It's, it's for the most part, it's, it's, it's got flavor to it, but it's not, it's not overpowering. So if you were to do that with say Parmesan or yeah. if you do it with like a, um, you know, like a cheddar, I mean, it uh-huh. could like damage your palate to the next one. So you need, you need, gotcha. you need some kind of fat cleanser and then you need a bitterness. And then you need like uh, the soda water, which comes in and cleans it out. And then to make sure wow. your palate is not burned, Get like, uh, let's see if I have some in the desk.
1: get the almonds.
0: Get some, uh, nope, don't have any. Get some like basic, uh, basic like uh, unsalted, like real skinny crackers. And if you can't, if you can't taste the cracker like all over your tongue, then your palate, then your palate is burned, you know? So. Damn it, man. That's, and so, so that's the long answer. The short answer, (laughs) soda water rinsing your mouth out with like uh, Pellegrino or just like a can of like um, un- <laughs> unsweetened soda water.
1: That's sure, okay, sounds good, bro.
0: So now we go to uh, the Mictors, the celebration here. This is the- Oh yeah,
1: that's what I've been waiting for. This the is... moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> so we're gonna do this one last?
0: Yeah, we're gonna do that one last. Because, okay. uh, I I I the thing is is like this one is so elegant and it's so complex, yeah. and the the other one is a bruiser, and I don't I don't want um you know, <laughs> this is this is Jerry Rice, yeah. This is Jim Brown, so
1: I'm definitely oh got you okay. I'm definitely going to definitely drinking out the bottle, bro. I gotta do it. Tell me about this one, man, because you said this is worth 15 and 20 grand. I'm like it, amazed right now.
0: To be honest with Dude. you, I have this thing is like it it's it is extraordinarily uh it, it's the hardest it's the hardest American whiskey to get because there's so few of them. And it is it there's like for this one, this is a uh less than 300 bottles. So there's yeah. just and this is this this is basically a blend. This is a blend gotta, of, of whiskeys.
1: I gotta send and, a picture of this shit to the homies. This is ridiculous, man. Damn it! Let them know that uh, this is what we'll be drinking this weekend.
0: And Hell one of the yeah. things the one of the things that this this distiller does is they have a lot of older whiskeys, and they're they're a company that. Um, their world started in Pennsylvania and that, that when they were in Pennsylvania, Michter's went out of business and the new owners acquired, acquired the company uh, late 1980s. And then they started, you know, they kind of transferred it from Pennsylvania to Kentucky and they, they were buying, they were buying stocks of whiskey from, from other people. And so they got a lot (laughs) of, they got a lot of stocks from other distillers and then they started distilling their own stuff in you know a few years ago, but they they were they were contracting with other people, and so these would be whiskeys that and they that the whiskey business isn't always they don't always tell you where all their stuff comes from, so this is coming from uh, probably a couple of different distilleries. The stocks in here are 20 years, and uh, you know so we uh, 20 years and up. So I would say that this is just. This is just a, a a mingling, a blend of some some of Kentucky's best, you know, from from that period.
1: Yeah, I have released three bottle fifty three of two hundred and seventy seven bottles made. So now I'm starting to really understand what you mean by fifteen thousand dollar. That's how you know when people are writing in shit and it's not mass produced, and then I like it smells like heaven and teen spirit mixed together and I haven't even tasted it yet, but I'm telling you, this is Wow, just plain wild. Thank you for this, uh, this, this, this experience and this opportunity, man. I know I'm not really supposed to do this. Drink straight out of the bottle. You got to <laughs> let it swig, but I'm just feeling like that today. I just, you know, I don't know what it is. I'm feeling. Hey, man,
0: bad. you're you're Luda. You do whatever you want.
1: I talked earlier about complexities and literally having an experience of tasting a whiskey that lasts longer than 60 seconds. Wow. That is what the fuck is going on right now as we speak. This feels like the wooden fireplace, warmth with family around, seasons changing. You feel it. This this is... You know what this bottle is to me, bro? This, this shit feels like um, the word security comes to mind. Like it's, I, as I drink it, I feel more secure. <laughs> it gives you this warm feeling that you can accomplish anything and that you, you it just, it, it gives you confidence. Of course, most liquor does that. But what I mean by this type of confidence, this is a different type of confidence. This is a, a nostalgic, my life coming together all in the good, all the good times that I've had culmination confidence of I've made it through the worst parts and I can make it through anything type of whiskey. That's how good this whiskey is, bro. Wow. Wow. Yeah, this wow.
0: is, this is, um, you know, to me, this is, woo, this is something that just, you know,
1: it's great. I
0: mean, it's, it's hard.
1: But <laughs> Look, it's, it's, you're at a loss for what I was almost I, at a loss for words. You saw me stumbling. Now you're stumbling. And this is your damn podcast, man. So this, what yes, do you want to say? Try and this, get it across.
0: This is what I do. But honestly, I haven't tasted this. Um, I haven't tasted this in probably four, three, four years. So it's like, I'll tell you, it is just saturating my palate. Like, So it's like covering my palate like butter exactly dripping down like it's just dripping
1: everywhere bro i just don't want to pause i don't want to man i promise you man i see this is what i was trying to tell you there's no way i could keep this stock up there as a collection piece on the mantle like i I, there's no way i would not drink this and i'm also a cigar person which a lot of people yeah you know i haven't said that yet but i'm 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 such a cigar person and you know I'm a very candid individual man I love my country and I love Kentucky and I love Tennessee I love Texas I loved Scots like Scottish Mm -hmm. whiskeys probably more than I liked American ones but this right here is making me change my entire perspective of the United States of America when it comes to whiskey bro Cause I knew I probably pissed a couple of people off by saying that, but I mean your opinion and what you like is subjective. And, uh, I wasn't mad throwing that out there about my, my personal preference, but God damn it. This is amazing. This is going to be, I, I need to figure out how to get more bottles of this is all I'm saying. Shit. But not for well, the $15,000 price tag.
0: <laughs> well, I'll see if we can track down the, uh, the other 200 and you know, 68 bottle holders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which number do you have?
0: Uh I am I am two thirty-six.
1: There you go. Wow. Yeah. There you go.
0: Woo! Woo. You yeah, know, I, mean, I, I almost don't want to I mean we do got to get to the other one. I know. Let's let's know, keep right? sipping on this one while you know just yeah. kind of you know I'm gonna chat. try the chili with it. Yeah. You know what? I you know what I was thinking? The McRib is coming out. I was thinking about pairing the McRib to the to yeah <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> what do? You,
0: what would go wrong?
1: I don't know. Processed food and phenomenal fine liquor that's not been processed, but but it's it probably doesn't go together. I don't. Like I, it's been processed, but not processed in the same way that a McRib <laughs> has. Let's put it that way. <laughs>
0: it is the, uh, the. It's just fascinating. The McRibs coming out. It's one of those phenomenons, and and I'm trying to trying to think of like what's the perfect whiskey to go with it and uh
1: you know wait why are you trying to pair a whiskey with the McRib I'm just maybe I'm missing something help me I, understand
0: I it is it is <laughs> I'm just intensely like fascinated with the McRib I always have been <laughs> you know yo <laughs> I, I've got my reasoning but but it's like and now, now that it's coming back out and, you know, I, I, this is what I do, I'm like, what can I pair with the McRib?
2: Hmm.
1: Yo, this is hilarious, man. You know what? It's so off the cuffs of what the hell that I would ever think you would say is that right now I have to take the opportunity while we have a lot of fathers and grandfathers on the line and even some, you know, some women that love whiskeys as well. I, I have this shirt on. It says Kid Nation. So I just launched this platform for all the kids. It's a safe yeah. platform. Um, So the app is out and then you can go or you can go to KidNation.com and it's literally a whole safe environment of music videos by kids and for kids. That is all positive, um, positive music and positive videos, because as we know, a lot of music that our kids love to listen to doesn't have necessarily the, the content yeah, that yeah. we want them to listen to. So if you guys just check this out, I promise you will not be disappointed. It, you know, tell your your daughters, tell your sons, tell your granddaughters, tell your grandsons, like whatever it is, trust me, we're going to change the world with this. And you have to be the change that you want to see. And so I'm just trying to balance things out. I make enough adult content. So now I have a team of people making kid content. So it's it's out of this world.
0: Has your has your uh, your, your content creation changed what you want when you became a father?
1: My content creation, you know, it's it's changed a little bit, not, not not just because I became a father, but just, like I said, the maturing process. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact that I have all girls, yes, it's definitely changed. Um, but changed, just just mature, just, just evolution. Because I'm not going to stop doing adult content because I'm an adult, you know what I mean? That would be like Chris Rock still not doing stand-up comedy or Dave Chappelle just because they have kids. Like, you make adult content, and that's part of the reason I wanted to do then release this Kid Nation, which literally just came out. So this is great that we're talking about it. But the Kid Nation platform is something I wanted to do just because it's like it's kind of balancing a lot of, you know, what I do out. And it's giving other people opportunities, teachers, you know, um, students and even kids, man. We're helping facilitate what the kids want. We have songs about science, about math, about you know, getting good grades about drinking water, about eating vegetables. And they're very, very catchy. So if the kids listen to them over and over again, it gets in their head. I even have this one song that's talking about doing chores. And at the end of the video, the kids get a party and my kids watched it one time and pulled the damn stool up to the sink and started doing dishes. I was like, what are you doing? They were like, well, our parties are coming. Our birthdays are coming up. We want to make sure we get rewarded with the party as well. So we're going to do our chores. If that's not a testament to how strong and powerful Kid Nation is, then I don't know what is. So, I just wanted to get that out the way. We can go back to Whiskey, but it's well, important hey, I, quite, that How do understand.
0: we is it like a uh is it like an OTT network? Is it in, Is it built is it a built-in app? how do we how do we get it?
1: It's both, bro. You can go get the app from your, you know, your um Android or your Apple and then mm-hmm. also, you know, you can also go on kidnation.com, so K I D N A T I O N. Dot com, man. There you I'm going to go
0: check that out. I got a six-year-old and a two-year-old, so different, uh, you know, different, like, issues with both of them. So, and, yep. and reruns of Sesame Street are really getting old in the house. Just put it that way.
1: Well, listen, we're so far ahead of our time that I guarantee you will thank me later. Just the same way I'm thanking you for these whiskeys, you're going to thank me for Kid Nation, so I appreciate that, bro.
0: Now, the question is, are you ready to move away from what you have described as, <laughs> as the american whiskey that's changing your mind about american whiskey and the mix celebration
1: i am you know just so i clarify i also love american whiskeys. oh I yeah if I had but, to choose, we're talking you know, we're
0: I, talking that higher echelon like McAllen. Oh yeah. yeah that's what we're talking about we're talking about like the the Michters, this like this goes toe to toe for you for those higher end McAllens you're talking about
1: Absolutely. And to answer your question, I am ready just because okay. I can't wait to compare and contrast <laughs> what I just had a sip of and what I'm about to have a sip of. Now, so these are uh 291 well.
0: made in Colorado at a higher elevation. Uh oh, shit. It's it's younger, but you know, it's up in the mountains and it yeah. is they finish with uh, aspen staves. So they have kind of like some real um some real like bitterness and smoke to them <laughs> so if you like if you li- that when you said you liked logvolin yeah i thought this might you know hit your hit your sweet spot on the smokiness
1: bro you know what's crazy is that when you've had the opportunity um and you've been thank you know fortunate enough to visit some of these distilleries and you see the whole process it just makes drinking whiskey that much more special man especially when you can smell it And then it literally just takes you back to those moments where you see how they put it and age it in the the barrels. So, yeah, man. Wow, wow, wow. That has a little bit more of a, it has a distinctive taste to it. Like you just said, it's almost like has two different parts. It has the, you know, the, 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 the smoky part comes second. And so I, you know, at first you taste it and you're like, okay, Colorado whiskey. And then you're like, oh, and then you get something new. And I, I think I taste a little cherry too, man. That's not a oh, bad- Oh, look, it says finished in cherry and peach. Listen, I didn't, I promise I didn't see that. <laughs> finished in cherry and peach wine barrels. This is good, bro. Wow. Now well, listen, it... obviously I can't necessarily compare it to what I just drank with the yeah, whiskey, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still good. Yeah, it's not still fair good. to
0: compare. good and you know if you want to go back to the Mictors, that's just fine as well or the other ones to do a compare and trace, but
1: right right but right. Um, you know as we
0: as we kind of as we look at you know your your career i think everyone uh, associates you know all your accomplishments and everything that you've done but everyone you've done a, you've won a lot of awards but everyone always associates you with fast and furious and you're coming on fast and furious 9 you yeah. know Is that like, I mean, are you, there's not many franchises that make it through nine seasons. And I'm curious, is it, is it more of an accomplishment to, or not nine seasons, but nine, you know, to have uh, nine movies. Is it, is it more of an accomplishment to have, to be a part of one of the the most successful uh, franchises in history or to win a Grammy?
1: For me, that's a hard one. Um, I think they're very, very close, but winning a Grammy is gonna be number one for me just because when you're shooting a movie, there's so many different elements. You got the director, you got producers, you got, you know, the writer, you have the actors, you do all this, so you're kind of one part of a, of a huge play. And when you win a Grammy, you're, pr- you're pretty much, it's like one of two or three people that were in the process of making that. So you have the producer, you have the writer, And then maybe you have an A&R or something like that, but it it definitely feels more like this is something you did pretty much, you know, more so on your own with the help of a few people as opposed to you're a part of a huge ensemble when you're in the Fast and Furious franchise. And you do your part and you contribute Mm -hmm. to it, but not in the way in which you're doing music and, you know, it's, it's there are fewer elements.
0: And your starts too are like you know a bit on the you know the the DJ side, the radio side, and you've got you've got so many cool things. I, I was listening to your station on Apple today, so you've got so much stuff you're doing right now. What's uh, what is new for you that you know may not be as public?
1: Man, I have a, a movie that just came out, an independent movie called The Ride. That's on Amazon. I talked about Kid Nation. You guys can go to kidnation.com right now and check that out. I have an animation coming out on Netflix that's based off my oldest daughter. It's called Karma's World, and that comes out November 5th of next year. Um, And, you know, this is a 20-year anniversary of the album. We talked about that. We talked about my love for cigars, you know, mostly Cuban cigars and Nicaraguan cigars. And now my love for you know, whiskey and and being introduced to these these new ones that you just let me taste for the first time. And that's pretty much my life right now, quarantining at a beautiful home and beautiful property, drinking whiskey, smoking cigars, making music, and getting ready for next movies and coming out with stuff that I feel is going to be a legacy and change the world as we know it for the newer generation, bro. You pretty much summed it all up, and I will cheers. I was going to
0: say, I was like, I was going to pour myself (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, man. Cheers, my friend.
1: My this day. is woo, that's too good, man. That's too good to be true.
0: Damn. Well, I uh I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Is there anything else I can help you with spirit wise, whiskey wise that you, you you gotta know. You need to know.
1: Yo, I'll be in touch, man. Let's just put it that way. All right. This is uh this is the beginning of a great relationship, man. I I, I thank you and uh, All of the people watching, we all share the same affinity and love for spirits and whiskeys. And, you know, make sure you congratulate this man and give him his flowers and his cherry oak (laughs) and peach wine cask whiskey uh, palettes while he's still here. I appreciate you very much, man. Thank you, thank you, thank
0: you. Oh, thank you so much. Be safe out there. And uh, listen, we'll have to do this in person next time.
1: Absolutely, man. We will. Cheers, bro. Be safe. Peace, man.
0: I hope you enjoyed that interview with the great Ludacris. I really had a great time with him there. He was so fascinating beyond the uh, the fact that he was drinking, you know, really expensive whiskey straight from the bottle. But you know, he was talking about a lot of other musicians and he was talking about, you know, the of acting, all the while eating a bowl of chili. I just I can't get over the fact that he was eating a bowl of chili. I love that. It was so cool. But uh, he was uh, fun, 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 fun to chat with. Next week, this week we had, you know, one of the kings of uh, hip-hop and and uh, one of a uh, part of a mega franchise in, in the movie business. Uh, next week we have um, a god in the heavy metal circles, Scott Ian from Anthrax, will be joining me. And we'll be tasting some rare rum, actually some super-vintage rum, as well as some some nice whiskeys. So if you're a rum head, you'll love this episode that's coming up. But that's gonna do it for this week. Hey, make sure you're going to the repealdayexpo.com and getting tickets to come join me this Saturday, December 5th, to celebrate the repeal of Prohibition. We got great musical acts, and we've got incredible educational panels and a whole lot of whiskey to sip in the virtual world. But that's going to do it. Make sure you're following me on all the social media handles. Just look for my name, Fred Minnick. And also, if you're not, check out my other podcast I'm on, Bourbon Pursuit. That's where I get a little bit deeper into the bourbon world. So be safe out there, everybody. Don't go licking handrails. Don't go licking trash cans. And remember, vodka sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. Cheers.